and by hope when the morning comes all the saints of God are gathering home we will tell a story how we overcome and we'll understand it better by and by <laughs> hey there, this is Linda Cousins Newton for the Ancestral Storyteller, a weekly and sometimes more frequently podcast in which I'll share the stories gathered from my soul depths over the decades and sometimes the ancestral stories of global others. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to this edition of the Ancestral Storyteller Podcast with Linda Cousins Newton. Today I'm going to tell you a down-home story about Amen Corner singing or singing as they said back home. You will notice that I've started this podcast with an intro which includes that Amen Corner, atonal singing. And uh, that goes back to my days growing up in Knoxville, Tennessee. And when I was growing up there, we were members of the Mount Calvary Baptist Church. And every Sunday, come rain, come shine, you had to get up and go to Sunday school and church with the family. To tell you the truth, I wasn't that crazy about that because I had to walk long, long ways to get to school through woods and cow pastures and across railroad tracks to get to that little two-room schoolhouse on Brown Avenue there in Knoxville called New Hope Elementary School. And I loved the school because we had a wonderful uh, principal, Miss Lou Emma Henry, who was also the first to the third grade teacher, and another lovely teacher, Miss Letha Ray Hubbard. They treated us like extended family members, and we developed a love for reading through their tutelage. In fact, when we graduated from the sixth grade there at New Hope, we were reading many of us on the 12th grade level. This is how well we were trained in that school, as indicated by those tests when we were getting ready to go into junior high school. Now recall that there were only six kids in my first grade class, so we definitely were like an extended family. But after I got home from school, after a a most wonderful day and the traveling and the that uh, that lengthy distance with friends through those woods and different things to get there. I'd have to come home and make fires in the kitchen stove, coal stove. I really am dating myself, my goodness. And in the fireplace so that when Mama, that was my grandmama, Anna Pearl Cousins, whom everyone, all the family members called Mama, and my mother Pook, Bertha Lee, cousins whom everyone called Pug, including me, her only baby, well, I'd have to make those fires in the stove for them to come home 
and cook. So on the weekends, I really just want to relax, but no, no such thing. You had lots of chores to do on Saturday until the evening when you would be free to play with friends, have a good time, and then sit around the fireplace uh, at night watching those TV shows with the family, eating that delicious soul food and homemade desserts that Mama and Pug would make. And then on Sunday, you went to church, Sunday school and church. And I wasn't crazy about all the fancy things I had to wear to go to church, those little roughly dresses and hats and patent leather shoes. I'd always been kind of a casual person even as a child in terms of attire. I liked to dress up and get fancy when I wanted to, but when I didn't want to, I wanted to just be laid back and cool. But no, you had to get all dressed up, go to church. But today, at this age as grandmother, I am so glad that they did make me go to Sunday school and church because I learned so much, so many wonderful scriptural uh, lessons and guidance were instilled in me and the other children who were there. And I particularly recall with such joy the Amen Corner and the Amen Corner singing. You had great elders like Miss Louise Davis and Miss Phelps, who they sat in the Amen Corner, which was kind of a little catty corner section next to the pulpit, and you had that African tradition which had passed, been passed down over the centuries where call and response. The minister, Reverend M.C.M. Harris, was quite a dramatist, and he would stir them up uh, soulfully with his, his scriptural stories, and they would say, Amen! That's right! Tell it, brother! Yes, sir! And that was truly, truly a, a wonderful experience, witnessing that and hearing that music. They had no formal training. They were untutored and unlettered, but they sang from their soul depths sincerely. Music, not just music with notes and lyrics, but music sung heart to heart, heart, human heart to God's heart. And so I really didn't realize at that time as a little Tennessee girl, or a little Tennessee gal, as the elders would say, how deeply that was being planted in my soul depths. But today, that music, that singing from the Amen Corner has remained with me over the decades. So much so that um, when I had written a storytelling um, work on the life of Mother Harriet Ross Tubman, I was looking for an actor to do this work for me. And uh, I happened to be in Prospect Park one summer when I'd gone out to play percussion with the drummers there. And there was uh, Reverend Imani Carol Parker sitting in Prospect Park working on a script. She was a Sunday school superintendent then and also an executive director of a program for youth here in Brooklyn as well as a 
dramatist and, and um, just an all-around great artist and educator. She had acted in my first play uh, way back when, as the elders would say, and she had done such a magnificent job that I never quite forgot her and her, her marvelous work. So when I saw her sitting there, I asked her if she might be interested in doing this storytelling on Mother Tubman's life. And by the way, I call her Mother Tubman because she also was a great church woman and a mother of her church there in Auburn, New York, when the elders had served long and and given much of their lives to the work and support of the church and the church family, they would become known as mothers, not related by blood, but by soul and by love and by service. So um, Imani indicated that, yes, she would be quite interested in looking at the script and doing this work. It wasn't actually a script. It was just notes uh, because I wanted the work to be done from the heart, just improvisational uh, storytelling. But she surprised me because she said she would consider doing this storytelling only if I would do it with her. And my goodness, I hadn't thought about that. I have, I have once had to act in an emergency situation in one of my comedies when one of the actors didn't show up and had a great time doing it, and the audience enjoyed it, but I didn't want to make it an ongoing thing. I just wanted to be a behind-the-scenes writer, get someone else to do the to my, my stories and my plays. But Imani and I started to talk, and I really became convinced that, hey, maybe I could do this. And that's exactly what happened. We started doing storytelling on the life of Mother Tubman as two storytelling sister buddies, Nana Ama Pearl, my character in honor of my mother, Anna Pearl, and she was uh, Nana, oh, she was almost forgot, I think Clarabelle or something in honor of her mother. I'd have to look back at that script and see of her grandmother and see uh, what name she had taken on. But we had a great time. It was a storytelling musical. We had drummers, Sabu, the great drummer. We had, uh, we had dancers, Cecilia Hewlett Carrington, a a great uh, modern dancer from New York came from New Jersey came in and and danced with us in several of the productions. Keisha St. Joan, one of our leading jazz vocalists here in the city and even the nation, great, great jazz vocalists performed with us on many, many occasions. And Jesse Thomas, that Louisa and a born Brooklyn-dwelling blues man would sing with us on occasion. So it was just an all-around great storytelling musical on her life. But we began to incorporate that Amen Corner singing. Imani had a lovely voice, and I told her, well, when it comes time to sing, you, you do the singing, I'll just kind of hum. She said, oh, no, we both are going to sing. I said, but I couldn't carry a tune. In fact, <laughs> if someone put a gun on me and said, your life or a tune, 
as my Uncle June would say, I would have been in a world of trouble. But this great dramatist talked me into actually singing in public. So I started to do, and we together started to do the Amen corner singing of the old southern black churches of those days when I was growing up in Tennessee. And I did the singing. In fact, we both did the singing, but she had more um, facility with the voice. But I would do it from the heart, from the soul, just like the elders did in the Amen Corner, because I knew I couldn't carry a tune, but I carried the love of that old African tradition. I carried the love of the Creator. I carried the love of our ancestry and the story that we were telling in my heart and in my soul depths, and that's how I sang. And so now, I don't have too much trouble uh, going on with my atonal amen corner singing because I'm carrying on the tradition of the elders of the South, those call and response elders who gave the minister more fire for the words that he was imparting to lift the scriptures, who gave the congregation you know, relief from the drudgery of the lives that they had to live sometimes in the segregated racist uh, areas of the South and to maintain and sustain them in their communities throughout the week as they were unified by their love of spirit, their love of their traditions, their love of carrying on the life and the message through the Amen Corner singing. So that's how I got it started with that. That's where I will end this podcast, The Ancestral Storyteller. And just by ending it with a song that I heard as I was listening to, or rather looking at a um, a video, a DVD by Dr. Marvin Dunn on the Black Seminoles of the Bahamas in Andros, Bahamas, the place where my husband's people landed from the Everglades in Florida as they sought to keep their freedom. It's the phenomenal Black Seminoles. And in this DVD, they're doing the Amen Corner singing. Some of the people at the church there in Andros, Bahamas, because they have the traditions of the American South, because their people initially came from there. And this is the song I heard them singing on that DVD. I'm going to end the ancestral storytelling with this song. I love to praise him. I love to praise his name. I love to praise him. I love to praise his name. I love to praise him. I love to praise his name. I love to praise his holy name. Honor to the ancestors of the Amen Corner. Love you. Bless you. Enjoy that beautiful world, many of you who've gone on to 
glory. This is Linda Cousins Newton for the Ancestral Storyteller. Thank you for joining us. Have a lovely day and a most magnificent lifetime.